Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly divorce podcast. We share the stories and experiences of divorce professionals. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about divorce and separation at divorcenet.ca. Okay, good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Clean Break, the podcast. We're at it again, Tina. And we're doing it live. Yeah, live on Facebook. So we attempted to do this with you before, Jake, but uh, it didn't work out so well. So welcome back to the show. Today, uh, we have two guests. They are, oh, sorry, I think I have to do something on my... Just, uh, got it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. there you go. We're still learning as we go. The, mm-hmm. the live stuff is just, it's live, can't yeah. change it. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so we have... Two guests, a dynamic duo of Jake Purdy and Zelina Vanderleiden. They are certified divorce coaches, and their business name is Divorce Management, and they are out of the Ottawa area. So welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, so give us a little bit of uh, information about who you are and what you do. Well, Divorce Management is a certified divorce coach in practice. We are the first multilingual certified divorce coaching practice in Canada. We offer services in English, French, and Spanish. And um, this all started because we both went through our own divorces and they were high conflict. They were difficult. They lasted years. And we, we met and fell in love throughout all of this chaos and decided to start a project together to help people avoid the drama and avoid the pain, especially when there are children involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. so yeah, the certification, you know, we started this journey uh, developing this company about a year ago. We got our certification very recently. Um, and we are, you know, very excited. Like Selena said, our mission is to uh, help mainly professional parents uh, through the fog of divorce. Right. So to ensure that we're there as coaches to help them move forward, to make the best decisions, you know, for their future. It's a long term uh, game, the divorce. Right. So it could be very, very um, tempting to make decisions spur the moment. But these decisions might not serve you well in the future. So our role as coaches is to sit with our clients, uh, to to think about things with them and give them a plan going forward. Mm -hmm. And. And a big part of, of what we're doing right now is, is networking and reaching out to other professionals in Canada because divorce coaching has been around the States for about a decade. This certification that we took um, has been around for a long time in the States, but there are only 14 or 15 certified divorce coaches in Canada. Um, and a lot of people just don't know what divorce coaching mm-hmm. is all about, right? So. Right. There's the education part. It is divorce coaching is recognized by the American Bar Association as an alternate re- conflict resolution practice. Okay. But again, it's still fairly new in Canada and a lot of people just simply don't know what it is. Uh, they Lawyers tend to question like, well, are you giving legal advice? Are you, and then therapists tell you, well, are you doing therapy? And And we're not, it is really... We, we find that divorce coaching is kind of like the missing link for having a support network around divorce, mm-hmm. right? Yes. <laughs> so you're not, you're not therapists. We are not therapists. No. And 
And uh, the way we explain it, we've been talking to a lot of therapists trying to collaborate and develop workshops together is therapy has a focus on fixing trauma, fixing issues from the past, right? And divorce coaching is focus forward. We want to set goals and help you move forward. However, there are, there are areas in which we not collide, but contribute to help a person. And I don't know if Jake, if you want to talk about those. Well, yeah, basically you, you said it well, that therapy might spend a lot of time, you know, on, you know, discovering things about yourself in the past or, you know, how to recover and get through things where divorce coaching, you know, what we, what is effective with clients is you get them to step away from the emotions, you know, and, and how they're feeling and just say, okay, what are your priorities? Let's move forward. So at the end of a coaching session, there's always something that they take away, we call it. So yes. therapy might not end like that, right? You might end your session with just more confusion. I often go into my therapy sessions. Uh, I always feel good after, but it can unravel some a lot of things. Whereas coaching gets the people focused on, mm -hmm. you know, what's happening right now and what they can do to contribute mm -hmm. to a better future. It takes the emotion out of it, I guess, in that way. Yeah, we call it get out of the drama, the story of divorce and into the business of divorce, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a transaction right now. It is very emotional, obviously. Mm -hmm. But what we're trying to do as coaches is to get people, whether this was your decision or not, the divorce is imminent. It's going to pass. It's going to, to happen. Right. So you can choose how are you going to deal with it? Is this is divorce going to destroy you? Is it going to define you or is it going to make you stronger? So mm -hmm. that's kind of like what we work with our clients. And most people say, I want to grow. I want to become a better version of myself. I don't want to be yeah. stuck in, in, in sadness and in, in an anxiety and depression because of this divorce, right? People, most people want to look forward and, and start a new chapter of their lives. But that's where going back to the therapy, it is for some people is very hard. Because divorce can be a traumatic event, right? Right. Yeah. And I mean, things like trauma or, you know, some experts that work uh, in the field of therapy with, you know, divorce can even cause some PTSD. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. if you've been through a horrific marriage and it's, you know, you've been insulted for years or criticized, right? There are a lot of marriages are like this that eventually end. That might require some therapy. I mean, this mm -hmm. person might have some real dig deep, dig deep. Uh, Dig deep, um, sorry, deep digs. This is live. Sorry for people out there. I don't get to correct myself, but you got to <laughs> dig deep, right? And figure out what's going on. And, and that's not really what we're there for. We're there to say, let's focus. What are your priorities? Okay. It's uh, finding a new place to live. Okay. Well, that's your takeaway this time. It's not, why do I feel this way? Or, you know, uh, what's going on? There's a certain point where that can get addressed, but the divorce process doesn't slow down for you. So uh, you want to be along there making decisions. And as with, uh, you know, sports coaching, like really a coach is somebody that is there rooting for you. Like we are the, your thinking partner, your somebody, if you need to just to confess or vent, like we can be there for that person, right? Throughout the process, 30% of divorce coaching clients are people who are thinking about divorce. They don't even know if it's the right thing for them. They don't know that they're afraid because they say, oh, I'm going to lose everything if I, if I leave my wife or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my kids if I leave my husband and, and I'm afraid. So a lot of people are just so lost that they require a bit of guidance. And as coaches, we can inform of the process 
the different options. We are pro-collaboration, we are pro-mediation, anti-litigation, even though we understand that in some cases we both ended up in litigation cases. Like sometimes there's just no other way around it. But if both parties are willing to have an amicable, professional, respectful divorce, it is definitely, definitely possible. I, th I think one of the challenges with clients is encouraging them to work with someone like yourselves, right? right? Because uh, they get fixated on the cost yeah. or the time, or maybe it's, it's not going to work. And and I think <clears throat> I think it, you're kind of like at the starting line of this type of genre for mm -hmm. divorce, right? Mm -hmm. Where where there's more than just one person that's helping someone through a process, like the lawyer. Mm -hmm. um, and we've talked about this, Tina. You know, like the the, the collaborative models using the financial and the, and the therapist to help with that. And I think divorce coaching is is just another spoke in that wheel, right? And and I know many times, especially when you're just talking about the litigation side, people get kind of fixated on on the emotional side of not losing. They want to win right. and they don't want to lose. Right. So their head spins around a bunch of things that is really irrelevant, right? Mm -hmm. So people like yourselves, I'm sure, would help with focus is a big thing, right? Yes. And again, like Selena said, we our minds are collaborative. So what you talk about there is position-based, right? Anytime there's a position-based argument, it feels like there's a winner and a loser. So we try to guide our clients towards interest-based. Like what, what's of interest to you here? What's very important? So you talk about costs. Um, you go into a mediation or a collaborative session with two lawyers who you're paying probably $300 an hour minimum for, and you're arguing over a television that's worth a couple hundred dollars, right? You've had this TV for five years. So you've both just spent hundreds of dollars <laughs> yeah. on a depreciating asset. This, If you were to work with a coach, you can get three sessions with us for under 400 bucks. Um, we can work towards what's important. You know, so you go into this meeting, you got your priorities set. Yeah. So that's where the money saving is. Um, mm. Sure, it's an extra cost, but definitely you're going to save money in the process uh, because you're going to um, you're going to be focused in on what's important. And you're going to save time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like the energy that you have to put into all of this, like the legal process of divorce is exhausting. Mm. Whether you're doing litigation or, or not, like there's still paperwork, forms, research, there's so much stuff that you have to do. And getting organized is one of the, the big pieces of the puzzle at the beginning. If you can be organized from day one, mm -hmm. you come to a coach and you have three sessions, and then you go to your lawyer and you have a list of questions, right? This is what I want. You know, now you give me legal advice. Yes. And this happened. Is this possible? Yes. No. Okay. Now, how do we move forward? We, I want to attempt mediation. We don't want to go straight to litigation. So right. now your lawyer has a clear picture of your position, of mm -hmm. what you want, and they can tell you, no, like there's no way, sorry, with what you're showing me and your finances, you, this house has to be sold, yeah. for example, right? Same as we send, we collaborate with financial planners, real estate agents, therapists, because as coaches, we understand the process as a whole, and let's say a therapist, somebody might come. I was one of them. I had a therapist for years helping me through my divorce. But my therapist did not know anything about the divorce process. Right. Mm. She was great at helping me manage my emotions and deal with my frustrations. But 
and, and it's funny because now we're talking, trying to come up with a workshop together. And she said, yeah, I just, you know, sometimes you feel hopeless as a therapist, not telling them how, how can I help you in the actual process, right? So now they know if they have a client that is struggling and they feel lost, they can send them to a coach. Yeah. Same with a, with a lawyer. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many hours I spent crying yeah. on at, at my lawyer's office. At $400 an hour. (laughs) And she was was wonderful and say, this is not going to be okay, but this is not her training. No. She's a life coach, a divorce coach, or a therapist, and I'm just crying for hours, right? So so it's what what we want to do is to let the professionals do their work. And even though you might have a lot of pieces in your support network, where you're paying some money to each in the long run, you're saving time and money because by the time you meet the financial planner, you're organized by the time you meet your lawyer. So the meetings are efficient. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, you know, that's, it's interesting that you say that because as a planner, like outside of the divorce process, as a planner, if I had a client come to me and same thing for you with mortgages, somebody walked into your office and said, here, all your work's done. Just get me the mortgage. You'd be like, Right? Oh my god! I can do a hundred of these a week, you know. Like, yeah. No, that's good. Excellent. Yeah. I, I don't think there's again. We're talking financial plan or real estate. I, if I were a lawyer, I'll tell you, I wouldn't be at all sort of worried about me as a coach. If so, I mean, maybe you're. I don't know. We're not. That's not our lane. You want a client coming in saying, "Here's, here's, here's my story." Yeah. Let right. lift it to business. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That sounds pretty attractable. That's where attraction's yeah. been made in the U.S. Right. Yeah, and I and I think I think our model in Canada is shifting that way yeah, uh, towards yep. towards giving people options mm-hmm. and education rather than just you got to go to court because I mean anyone who spends enough time around the lawyers these days will know number one they're busting at the seams mm-hmm. like every almost every lawyer I know that's in family law is like super super busy mm-hmm. so what does that say about the courts right right that are bogged down with everything and covid has you know backed everything up and yep yeah. and and so like the actual there was just a change in um uh in the divorce act i, I think it was the divorce act or it was yeah. it was a federal change i know jim was talking to us about it the, on the last podcast he was saying basically that that they, they've mandated that lawyers have to educate clients on alternative processes right to try to get people away from the courts right because like you said jake when people come in and are arguing over a tv that costs a thousand bucks and they and they're, and they're sitting in front of a judge trying to justify his or her time to to say who's going to get the tv that is absolutely insanity because mm-hmm. a logical person wouldn't do that that's right right the silverware or whatever yeah, yeah. agreed yeah it's so, insane good. i like it yeah. now let me ask you something uh guys uh when it comes to the, your process uh, like what tina, one thing tina and i've always noticed in in divorce is that it's like anything traumatic like somebody dies or there's a traumatic incident in your life, right? Mm-hmm. So there's different stages, mm-hmm. right? Do you guys see a lot of that? Do you see this? Do you get to work with the clients through the stages? Yes. So uh, a big part of what we do is to help our clients understand that you are going through a transition process that is very similar to a grieving process, right? There are different stages where you're frustrated, when you're in denial, when you're angry, when you get stuck, but eventually you start coming out of this curve and starting to see hope and starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And um, a big part of 
understanding this curve is help like but when a client can see where they are in this curve right they're like okay i'm here eventually i'm gonna go through this i might spend some time in the bottom but i'll come out right what helps a lot with understanding this is that there's in a divorce there's at least two people involved many times there's three four five six because families you know are big so imagine if you were going if you were going through a divorce but you've been thinking about it for a year or for two years, right? Like something's not feeling right. Maybe you've been working with a therapist or couples therapy or something. There's some, some, a member in the family, maybe thinking about divorce. They're in a different stage, right? By the time this person tells their partner, Hey, sorry, I'm checking out. I can't do this anymore. I need a divorce. Now you're dealing with a person that potentially is coming out of this transition. Right. And now the other person is starting. Starting. Yeah. So that's where having a little bit of emotional intelligence helps a lot in divorce, because if you understand that part of the process, okay, this per- I just told this person I'm leaving. This person's going to go through a very hard time. Yes. I'm not going to start maybe just partying and dating, right? Like yeah. what's that impact going to have on the other person that I just told I'm leaving you? I've been thinking mm. about this for two years. Right. I've already gone through many of these processes and steps and stuff. Exactly. Right. Now you have another person that might be angry, frustrated, in denial. And right. you have this other person that's like, oh, finally, freedom, yeah. I can get out. This yeah. person will come out of it eventually. You're just in different stages. Yeah. And now think of the children. So now you have the frustrated parent, the parent that's coming out. They wait a few months. Now one parent's at the bottom. The other one's here. Now the children are here. So now you have three curves <laughs> happening. <laughs> right. Everybody's in a different spot. Yeah. I mean, typically, I guess, I don't know if it's research or what we've found is that, you know, the transition through divorce is three years. Yeah. Right. So at any stage in the three years, and again, if you're in court longer, but, you know, you find out about it, you live through it, and then you start to rebuild. A metaphor I like to use is like when you go to a tree farm and buy a tree, right? They've got to dig it out with this big piece of equipment and put it on a truck. So that's the transition stage in your divorce. You know, you're figuring out where you're going. You're not sure. And then eventually you get planted and you start to grow. So that's the metaphor we like to use for that mm. sort of like that one. And the tree behind you. <laughs> that's true. Right? There's a tree there. <laughs> tree of life. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. So I, I think we've kind of touched on it, but like what are, what are, um, Mistakes. Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. Oh, there you go. <laughs> he's, he's telling me what I got to talk about, but I was just about to talk about it. So well, I don't, I don't tell you anything. You should tell me. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're 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 the uh, work work, work couple. Yeah, wife. That's it. <laughs> we don't work together, but it kind of works. It does. <laughs> so. Um, like we, we touched on some of the things, you know, but we didn't really name them yet. But what are some mistakes that people make when going through through a divorce? Um, there's a lot of mistakes. But <laughs> yeah. the, top, the top six, the top six mistakes, not even five, there's six. Um, I w- the first one is throwing in the towel. Yeah. Um, throwing in the towel just because the process is so draining. And it can take so much of your time and energy and money, obviously, at some point, right? And this is one of the issues with litigation, right? Who wins? The person who's in a better position economically, right? right? Because it's who can last longer. And if you have money, 
you can keep paying that lawyer. You can get your massage. You can go to yoga. You can do therapy. You're fine. This can last five years. But if the, the party that does not have the same support or resources, it's, it's at some point, right? And it's a game of endurance. Who's going to? So a lot of people just say, I give up, you know, take everything or take the money or then or they, you take the scraps. Okay, well, settle on one thing and the rest. Okay, you can have it. So we're there to facilitate that. Okay, you know, if the discussion goes that way and they say, oh, I'm giving up, I'm just, you know, and then we, we work with them, you know, yeah. ask open-ended questions. If that's what they really want to do in the end, which, mm-hmm. you know, some people maybe for their sanity just want to throw in the towel. Yeah. Sure, but that can be a major mistake, right? Come back in a year. Why did I do that? What was I thinking? So that, yeah. that would be the first one, yeah. Um, and then we have the typical my way or the highway. Oh. Uh, so that's a big because when you're, there's a lot of negotiation, right, happening in a divorce. And if people are stuck in their ways and digging their heels, then you're not going to move forward, right? This we're talking about the fighting over the television, fighting over support payments, fighting over a car, a collection, anything that you might, well, the children, <laughs> that's a big one. But, um, but yeah, we, we also coach clients when we see that they're stuck, right? They're stuck in their ways. We can help them see, well, what is it? There's a nice metaphor that we say with the lemon, right? We both want the lemon. Mm-hmm. So he's fighting for the lemon and I'm fighting for the lemon. But then when you start asking questions, you realize that one person wants the lemon because they want to use the zest for a pie and mm-hmm. the other wants to squeeze, squeeze the juice for a lemonade. You can both have the lemon, right? Because you don't right. need the same parts of the lemon. Good. That's so good. That's, that's, how we can, uh, that's how we can help because there's always room to compromise. There's, and, and when you really can get out of the, because there is, you're in reptilian brain. When, when you are, your emotions are heightened and you're stressed, you're not logical. You're all reptilian brain, the anxious brain, the, the uh, yeah, right. Yeah. right? So we can help people step out of that and offer them a different perspective. Sometimes when somebody just asks a question, why do you want the lemon? Nobody has asked this person, why do you want the lemon? Right. 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 I want the lemon, I want the lemon, I want the lemon. This lemon has been in my family for 25 years. It's my lemon. <laughs> but then, yes, like, yes, I see. I'm using orange myself, not a not yeah. reference to uh, lemons. But I had a, I had a client that was doing that exact thing with a, um, I think it was a Mustang. Uh, yeah, it was. It was a, it was a Mustang that the husband purchased, and the, then the spouse wa- wanted to take it just to prove a point. Yeah. And I was like, they ended up spending more on the car than the car was worth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's, sure. that's the whole story with never, with um, my way or the highway. You get to litigation. That judge is going to make a decision and they're going to split things up, right? It's close to whatever the law says. Mm-hmm. But then you get something you didn't want. So you've got the peel and the juice and you only wanted the peel. So you got half of what you needed. Yeah. So that's right. like position-based versus interest-based. Yeah. And lawyers, that, you know, not, no, this is not to bash lawyers. We love them and we, I've worked with them. We encourage. Your, yeah, <laughs> we encourage legal advice. But you're position-based. So they'll tell you, nope, the law says you can get that. Well, you might be going with that story to a judge and you'll get that in the end. But by a little bit of negotiation, you know, not just splitting the difference, yeah, you can get to more amicable uh, solutions. Yes. So okay. Uh, I know three. 
Yep. yep. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, uh, no, 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 that's okay. I'm coaching us to yeah, keep yeah. us on track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. <laughs> the third mistake is betting the farm on another relationship. Oh. A lot of people make that, you know, hope, with, with hope. Nobody does this, you know, consciously or willingly or saying, oh, yeah, like, oh, this marriage is over. I'm just going to move in, find someone else, right? And then they say, well, I won't need support payments because I'm, I just I have a new partner. They make good money. I, I don't need it. Or, oh, I don't, he can keep the house. I'm just going to move in with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But then what happens, right? We talked about earlier, Jake said, it's a three-year process where you're going through a lot of changes. And chances are that first relationship, as, as lovely as it may seem at the beginning after an awful divorce or, or worrisome uh, separation, might seem, you know, like heaven, right? Oh, I have somebody, they finally listen, they're nice. But you're in the honeymoon stage. Yeah. <laughs> it, this will change and you are changing and your situation is changing. So let's yeah. say you're going through this transition, you meet somebody Right now, the kids are living one week and one week. And in the end, the kids end up living full time with the one parents. And you have a boyfriend and that boyfriend says, sorry, I didn't want kids full time. And they're out. Mm. And now you gave up your spouse's support payments. You gave up your family home. Your boyfriend left. And now you're stuck alone with two kids without many resources. Right. So when couples come, when people come saying, oh, I met someone for us, it's a big red flag. Well, yeah, we're there to encourage it. I mean, yeah. uh, again, love doesn't slow down for anyone. So, yes. we, you know, maybe our role is to ask some questions to see exactly. if it's right. But exactly. we're not there to say don't fall in love. It happens no. to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but with right? some guidance, they understand, right? Like what's at stake? Yeah. Understand the transition. Okay, remember where you are in this transition right now and you're introducing a third party. Where are your children right now? Do you think it's really appropriate that your children are going to meet your new girlfriend? right now and is this going to escalate things with your ex i mean maybe wait a few months like again it's the long game if this is going to really get someone going and trigger them which it happens it turns into a high conflict divorce pretty quickly so uh, yeah yeah and you want to be careful in a like that you're not using another relationship as a band-aid or a stepping stone out of the one that you're in right because now it's giving you a false sense of security and I always say this, if you're not enough of a person by yourself, mm-hmm. then you're never going to be enough of a person with someone, someone else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you have to be strong on your own. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's a huge thing where yeah. people just say, you know, oh, I got something else and they're supporting me and blah, blah, blah. And then it falls apart. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that that is actually a mistake people make, because to be honest with you, I would think, no, I'm, I, maybe it's who I am, but I'm an independent. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> and just for the record, my husband and I have been married for 28, almost 29 years. So, I mean, I don't foresee, God willing, any divorce in the future, but. You guys are going, you guys are going to be 90 together. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, is that I can't, I can't understand that. Like, logically, why somebody would say, oh, I've got another boyfriend or I've got another girlfriend. And I don't, you know, I, I just, I don't. That doesn't resonate with me. Whereas lots of things do, but that one doesn't. And yeah. I have a hard time believing. I think it's an emotional thing though. It's, a, it's an emotional support because like when anything in divorce, sorry, I don't mean to hijack, but, <laughs> but I, I, I think when people are in, in the process, they're trying to get out of it and they're yeah. trying to find the confidence to get through it because they're insecure about leaving. 
So they're looking for someone else to kind of say, it's going to be okay. I'll make sure you're okay. Yeah, I get, you know? I get that. But then I just, I just, I can't, I just can't resonate with the giving up everything and uh, giving up, yeah. you know, giving up. And, and I'm truly like, I've known lots of people have divorced and separated. And I just, I always think there's got to be like a waiting period, right? Yeah, so a cleaning I, off period. You know, they must have, <laughs> and then the next thing I know, like they're already with someone else. And I just yeah. like, what? Yeah. What happened to that grieving process that? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my, my theory is that sadly people are very afraid of being by themselves and loving themselves and getting to know themselves can be a very scary process. And one of the things I did after my divorce is I wanted to travel and I travel a lot. I travel the world by myself with a backpack. Good for you. And I was forced to spend a lot of time alone, but it was during this time when I really got to know myself, mm-hmm. I had been in a relationship for 10 years. I got married really young and I was in a fog, right? I didn't know. So uh, there I was, okay, this is not what I want, but what do I want? Mm-hmm. And it's not until you're able to do those, that soul searching, that digging deep part where you'll realize, oh, this is what I truly believe in. This is what was bothering me because these are my values and these are my priorities. And you won't get to know your values and your priorities until you have the opportunity to spend time with yourself, whether it's with the help of therapy, meditation, yoga, traveling, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're just leaving a relationship and jumping from relationship to relationship, it's going to be very hard. Some people might be enlightened and do it with the help of other people, but it's not not helping the process of growth. Right. Tina, you bring up a good point. You're in a, apparently, you know, happy marriage. You're going to be with this gentleman until you're 90. So some people have been in a bad marriage. So they get out, they've been, you know, criticized, ridiculed, put down. They get out, they meet someone who's gives them that spark. It gives me chills. Like to imagine going from a situation where you're not loved or, mm-hmm. you know, and you get to someone that's, but it still can be a mistake, but you're getting that spark. Imagine it feels good for people. Yeah. 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 Guys, we're, we're going to wrap it up for this episode. I just, uh, we, we got five things. So I was thinking maybe we'll start the next episode Ooh. with the latter two and we'll remind people what the first three were. All right. What do you think? All right. We can do that. Because yeah, I'm telling you, there's people out there right now that are on a treadmill. And they're like, hey, guys, 30 minutes, my treadmill's done, and I'm going to stop listening to you guys. So let's wrap it up. Jake, so we're going to tell everyone how to get a hold of you. So we're Divorce Management. We're on all the social media. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram. And our website is divorcemgt.com. So management abbreviated, divorcemgt.com. We offer free consultations. And And also, if you can't afford it or you're someone out there who has a client who could use some coaching, we also do a little bit of scholarship or pro bono work. Because, again, our mission here is to help people. Uh, especially uh, Selena likes to help maybe immigrants. I like to maybe focus on indigenous community to give back to to them as part of our social enterprise. So yeah, if you can't afford it, please still reach out. We're here. We really do have a mission here to, uh, you know, help the court system, help kids, help the whole community. So fantastic. And uh, as well, people can find you on the divorce net webpage. Uh, There'll be a link there for the episodes, the blogs, hopefully you'll help us with contributing some blog posts so people can get to know you that way through the written word. And until next time, we'll see you on the other side of the mic. Bye. Bye.
You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on divorce. You can find this and other great advice from divorce professionals at divorcenet.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. Divorcenet.ca, clear and simple divorce advice from trusted local professionals.